Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Thursday, and this is the 16th week after Pentecost. This week we're reading through all of the readings that are assigned for the coming weekend, and today we read the second half of uh, the reading from 2 Timothy. We begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving, and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets, but in these last days, God has spoken to us by a son. A reading from 2 Timothy chapter 1, beginning this morning at verse 8. Do not be ashamed, then, of the testimony about our Lord, or of me, his prisoner, but join with me in suffering for the gospel in the power of God, who saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace. And this grace was given to us in Christ Jesus before the ages began. But it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. For this gospel I was appointed a herald and an apostle and a teacher, and for this reason I suffer as I do. But I am not ashamed, for I know the one in whom I have put my trust, and I am sure that he is able to guard the deposit I have entrusted to him. Hold to the standard of sound teaching that you have heard from me in the faith and the love that are in Christ Jesus. Guard the good deposit entrusted to you with the help of the Holy Spirit living in us. It's hard to imagine that the Apostle Paul's imprisonment would have been considered shameful. We've come to regard Paul's suffering and imprisonment for Christ and for the sake of the gospel as a great honor. It was a hardship. It was true suffering. It was painful. But for his courage and loyalty to Christ and the gospel, still a source of honor. And as we honor Christ for his crucifixion. Yet we think that way, I think mostly because we have come to to regard his suffering in light of Jesus' suffering. We've been taught that the way of Jesus' suffering in death was for our sake, for our salvation and the salvation of the world. And and that, in our eyes, and in the eyes uh, of, of God, has transformed the scandal and the shame of the cross 
into an event for which we glorify, praise, and thank God. So we are not ashamed of the gospel of God, which announces that Christ has been crucified and died for us, and that God has raised him from the dead. But we honor it, we glory in the cross. And yet at the same time, we forget that to the outside world, we worship Christ Jesus, who was arrested, tried, sentenced, and publicly humiliated to, by death on a cross. We forget that the Holy Spirit inspired a man who was first a persecutor of his church and then its great champion, but who in the end was sent to Rome in chains. But yet the Holy Spirit inspired him to write two-thirds of the New Testament and to teach us the meaning of the gospel, the power of faith that gives us to trust and to serve Messiah Jesus and to be part of what God has done and doing in the world through him. Then, as now, imprisonment was nothing that we would boast in, and many people, even in the churches that Paul himself had founded, came to doubt the gospel that he had taught them, all because of the way that he suffered. No one ever accused Paul of being a stunning success. No one would have taught their children to follow Paul's example as a way of fame and fortune. And the word about Paul was never unanimous. In fact, some look to undercut everything that he taught. And yet Timothy remains faithfully part of Paul's team and an important player in what the Holy Spirit is doing in the churches that Paul has started. Not only is Timothy not ashamed of Paul, he too has learned to teach and lead and guide people into an even deeper understanding of the truth of the good news of Jesus Christ through his own suffering. And I think that there is a message for us in all of this. And it is God saying something to us about faithfulness and trust in God, not in our own efforts, and not by losing heart in face of setbacks or other circumstances or of people turning against us, but instead our commitment to faithfully love God and our neighbor as we wait for the fullness of God's kingdom in the vindication of resurrection in Christ. Because that is a helpful way to, perhaps that is a helpful way for us to remember to start our day. That the goal for our life is to serve God and to love our neighbor faithfully, to suffer what we must as a result. Not to achieve something, not to gain in the eyes and recognition of the world, but so that others might know that they are loved in Jesus' name. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace.
In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord, who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the communion of faith in your church, for the gift of relationship with others. For what else are we thankful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world. Heal the hurts of all of your children and bring about your peace for all. In Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land, for those who govern the nations of the world, for people in countries ravaged by strife or warfare, for those who have faced natural disasters, flooding, wind, rain, for all who work to bring peace and international harmony, for all who look to restore life and health and home, and for all who strive to save this earth from carelessness and destruction. For who else? For what else do we pray today? We give thanks to you, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have protected us through the night from all harm and danger. We ask that you would also protect us today from sin and all evil, so that our life and actions may please you. Into your hands we commend ourselves, our bodies, our souls, and all that is ours. Let your holy angels be with us so that the wicked foe may have no power over us. Lord, remember us in your kingdom, and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted, honor all people, love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.